This is Wisdom from the Wardrobe, brought to you by Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Welcome to Wisdom from the Wardrobe, your weekly dose of style fun, where we take style seriously, but not ourselves. Let me introduce you to the team. First up, we have the Baron of Bouge himself, Bruce. In the hizzy. (laughs) (laughs) I give up. I need to come up with something else. (laughs) You can call me the Sultan of Style. (laughs) Oh, okay. Now now his ego is so big, he's coming up with his own (laughs) titles. (laughs) You carry right on. Eric is laughing at me. Hey, that's not I'm bad. Not sur- that's not bad, right, Eric? That's not bad. <laughs> so did did you practice that one or did you get I it did. off the cuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't count if you had to practice. Well, I'm not that smart. So, you know, I had to practice. <laughs> Went to make sure it would actually come out right. I was like waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Next up, we have the sensational Stacy. Hello, everybody. I thought I was going to be the princess of style. <laughs> oh, stop. oh, okay. <laughs> so for everybody Is there something listening... you want to tell people, Stacey? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it, Stace. In the news. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, let's first announce who else we have on this show. Well, of course, we can't forget about Lady P, who, uh, I mean, really, she just keeps us all together. I, there's just not enough. There's not any good P words. No. And there's not enough safety pins to keep us all together. <laughs> Pompous. <laughs> we'll be bursting out of the seams. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, so what's in the news, Stacy? <laughs> well, thank you for asking. So here's the plug. Um, in theory, one could get a sty caused by old, funky eye makeup. Now, one does ask the question, if you don't wear eye makeup what do you get a sty from i don't know why you get a sty <laughs> no please tell me why <laughs> but i have a sty and it is not pretty i basically look like a pirate that got into a fight <laughs> eric <laughs> yar <Arr. laughs> i was waiting so weird <laughs> Blow the what's it? Blow the man down. <laughs> Something like that. It is horrible. Have any of you ever had a sty before? Yes, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It is terrible. It, it is. is like I have somebody pushing my eyeball with mm-hmm. like a chopsticks from two different angles, right. and my eye is completely swollen because I don't do anything halfway, mm-hmm. and so, um. So I was not going to come in today because a when I first woke up I'm like I can't go in if it's pink eye that's contagious. Yes. And now I can't go in because I just look I can't drive with one eye. No you can't. <laughs> no you cannot. I can't believe I think that's our in the news segment this week. <laughs> Can I just add something glamorous because the sty clearly isn't glamorous. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for you Stacy. I know it looks painful. <laughs> Did anyone check well, out the Cannes Film Festival? I checked out a few things. Um, You know, it wasn't kind of big on my radar this week, um, just because we've had so many, you know, red carpet moments Mm -hmm. lately. And I think we we tend to forget about Cannes Film Festival, I think, because you don't necessarily think about it in the realms of style. But when you see what kind of walks down the red carpet for that, where they're talking about the films, um, 
there was some there was a couple of standouts for me well actually there was one big standout for me and I'm going to focus on that one rather than the not so great options that walk down the carpet um but did anybody see Natalie Portman's dress no, now I need to look it oh, up. Yeah. Go look it up. Absolutely. Um, everybody knows I love a big drama moment with a dress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole kind of ball gown feel. Mm-hmm. This dress had it. it she was, delivered. Yes, she delivered and then some. So while you guys. Oh, my Google, goodness gracious. That actually looks like it has feathers to it at the bottom, too. Yes. Stunning. That is that, that is absolutely stunning. It uh-huh. looks like it's black, white and gray. It okay. was just—that's gorgeous. It, it was everything a fairy tale dress should be. There you go. <laughs> that's your it. fairy tale dress. That's my fairy it tale. Reminds dress. me of a dress that uh, I was am a big fan of Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers movies, and mm-hmm. there's a famous feather dress mm-hmm. that Ginger Rogers wore in one of the movies. I think it was Top Hat, but don't quote me on that. And mm-hmm. it was unbelievable, and the way that it moved and everything was just stunning. And it reminds me of that. Holy cow, that's beautiful. Well, I love I the know. guy I that just... she's with, and he's wearing the white tuxedo jacket. The white the tuxedo jacket. Hair. Yeah, I love it that just look. they they com- complement. I think he was the director of the movie that she was in, but yeah. they just complemented each other so well. You know, oh, and Charles as always, Melton. there's all hmm. there was always these you know the um, sites where they rate the you know what came down the red carpets and. As always, there's always, you know, the best dress, the worst dress. And I don't want to focus on the worst dress, but I want to kind of quickly talk about Selma Hayek's dress that she had. The color was to die for. It was just this beautiful, rich purple. And everything was fantastic about the dress till you got down to kind of calf level. But if we ignore what was going on the bottom, the shoulders on this dress were just sumptuous. Just the structural details of them and the color was just fantastic. So um, there's parts of it that I don't love Mm -hmm. and there's parts of it that I think were absolutely stunning. And I think that can be said for a lot of dresses that come down, uh, you know, red carpets. There's it may not always be everybody's cup of tea, but I always love that you can find something in those styles and in those designs that you do resonate towards. I just think it's a fun thing to do rather than kind of always thinking about that what we don't love. Let's find the things that we do like in something that might not have been executed wholly in a great way. Okay. Can we all just say this? Viola Davis in, at every turn, mm-hmm. at every one of these events is just killing it i mean her stylist has her nailed to the mm-hmm. t that dress that she wore at cons is just stunning yeah there's so many standout moments yeah. i think but you know go google it yep something you know if you want to you know a dash of panache for the day for a monday well, go check it out and <laughs> one of the things that i think is interesting and i did skim an article that talked about how Han is one of the few places that still very much has a dress code like you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to take off your shoes you're not supposed to wear there's there's the word appropriate Mm. that you know they are still they're still (laughs) allowing um you know on on that particular uh runway where it's like what you're supposed to wear what you're not supposed to wear and as much as we cringe at that idea you know it's it's kind of cool to see what people can do when they are forced to follow some rules and see mm-hmm. what right. you can come up with, you right. know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's you don't always have to try and break the rules or discard the rules. Sometimes it's nice to stick with tradition. You're right. So. Nothing wrong with it. All right. I think right. that's it on in the news. Shall well, we jump into our segment? Yeah, or do you the want things to that you don't wear first? with. No, the things that you do not wear with ball gowns. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> we're going to go a complete 180 and we're going to talk about sneakers. <laughs> hey, can't you wear sneakers with a ball gown? Um, well, uh, people have. <laughs> people have. We're not going to. I mean, if you can't see your feet. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely comfortable. So. <laughs> Don't people do that for their weddings? You know, like. Some, yep, some people do. But yeah, I thought we would get into a little bit, a little bit of the history of sneakers, just so people can see how far sneakers have come from where their inception was mm-hmm. to how they're worn today. Uh, you know, we can take a quick look at what some of the tr- the sneaker trends are for mm-hmm. 2023 when it comes to fashion. Because. Yep. Um, the fashion might not necessarily re- relate into great style with some of these sneakers that are on trend. And um, yeah, and some some thoughts on how to wear them, I think would be a good place to start. So why don't we take a really quick break and then yeah. we can just dig into it when we get back. I love it. Keep listening to Wisdom from the Wardrobe with the Michael Bruce Image Consulting Team. Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Hey, welcome back to Wisdom from the Wardrobe with the Michael Bruce Image Consulting Team. Before the break, we were talking about con and all the looks. And today, I guess we're going to talk about the history of sneakers and how you con wear them. And maybe how you <laughs> Oh, God, very funny. <laughs> and maybe how you can't. <laughs> Is there any cons there, Eric? You noticed something. <laughs> well, I, you mentioned wearing sneakers with a ball gown, but uh, Jennifer Lawrence wore flip-flops with her uh, ball gown oh, at one boy. of these uh, red carpet uh, con events. So, uh, you know, it, it, you can try all kinds of things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Were they bedazzled or was it like a Just pair of like reefs? straight black oh, flip-flops? Oh my gosh, black flip-flops with a red dress. Come on, yeah. please. <laughs> wow. I guess she wanted to be comfortable. Is there an old navy could... and con that I don't know about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anybody can pull it off, she can. But, okay, uh, that is true, go. and she Her... does have a tendency to fall on a red carpet. So she oh, certainly yes. does. That's so right. yeah, maybe she All was right. making sure that did not happen. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about right. sneakers, the history of sneakers, the and where they are, came sneakers. from. I think it was like in the 90s, though, right, P? Kind of where no, sneakers, no? We are we're going to go way back. Oh, you're going to go way back. I'm going to go, you know, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> oh, how far did you go? <laughs> well, let's see. All right. So um, the... The tr- kind of the most basic form of sneakers, if you like, goes back all the way back to the 18th century, where people wore these rubber-soled shoes, and they were called plimsolls. Mm-hmm. And they they're kind of crude in design. They didn't have a left foot or a right foot, but they were used for kind of sports, whether it was playing tennis or just kind of being outside. And I'm going to be even more nerdy that 
why they were called plimsolls is because they had a canvas top with a rubber sole. And, you know, it de the delineation between the two resembled the plimsoll line on a boat, you know, the bit that's below the water mm -hmm. and above the water. So that's go. why they were called plimsolls. I know. Everybody, Maybe that's where wow. boat shoes came from, where they have the, uh, the one at the top and then the totally different sole. Whatever. Yeah, well, that's where they started. Yeah. So the 18th century. And then a British company called J.W. Foster and Sons designed and produced the first running shoes in 1895. Mm -hmm. um, so sneakers have a really long, long history. And then around 1892, a U.S. rubber company came up with, you know, a rubber sneaker with a canvas top. So much like the plimsolls, they were called but they were called Keds, as mm -hmm. you know, and they're still around today. That's right. And by 1917, these sneakers were being mass produced. And then, let's see, Marcus Converse produced the first shoe made solely for the basketball court. And um, they were called Converse All-Stars. And in 1923, Chuck Taylor, who was an Indiana Hoops player, endorsed the shoes and they became known as the Chuck Taylor All-Stars. Mm -hmm. See, I've been doing my homework. <laughs> wow. It's so weird to hear you say like a hoop star. Okay, so yeah, know, what basketball no... player really made comments? Well, like wait, because I'm getting to Okay, that. come on. Andiamo. <laughs> uh, okay. Jeez, <laughs> let's you go, let's go. <laughs> Sneakers went international in 1924 when German a German man named Adi Dassler yes. created a sneaker he named after Adi himself. Adi Das. Yes. Um, and his brother... Um, so, sorry, let me go back. Wasn't it Jesse Adolf? Owen. Adolf Dassler? No, Addy. A-D-I is his name. Okay. Addy okay. Dassler. D-A-S-S-L-E-R. All right. And then, um, so Jesse Owens wore Adidas during the 1936 Olympics where he won four gold medals. Mm -hmm. And then Addy's brother started Puma. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. And so the first half of the 20th century, um, you know, Sneakers were really strictly for play. And by the 1950s, they became a little bit more of a fashion statement. But sneakers really took off in 1984 when Michael Jordan signed a contract with Nike. That's right. And who is the number one producer of sneakers in the world? Nike. What is the number one sneaker sold? Air Jordan. The Air One. It's still mm -hmm. the number one. Is that crazy after all these years? Sinking yep. white Air Jordan 1 sneaker is the number one sneaker. Well, that's okay. They they have a place. Have so a anyway, place. That's, your, right. that's your history for today. So that's All right, kind of history where... lesson done. Right, done. Love it. But I, I think I think it's nice to see where it's where it started and where we've come from because even and we talked about this in a show last year when you look at kind of what's happening with style in Europe. Mm -hmm. Sneak well even here I took a look when I was walking around the mall this weekend too. Sneakers have kind of overtaken every other footwear style really when you see them kind of through the mall and when I was mm -hmm. in Europe and again when Beck was in Europe recently. Um, so, you know, they're gaining popularity. I mean, they're comfortable. Let's let's be honest, right? You know, I'm never going to give up my heels, but given a pair of heels and a pair of sneakers, obviously the sneakers are going to be more comfortable. Um but you know, there's always new takes on the sneakers. So what we're what we're seeing this year for the trends on sneakers is exposed treads. So if you think mm -hmm. about the little nubby bits that are kind of underneath the shoe, right. you're mm -hmm. going to see a lot more of the shoes with those actually on on show. Right. So rather than just being kind of on the bottom, you might see those treads kind of protruding through the sides a little bit. So the you know the front and the uh, back elevation of the shoe lifting, so you can see more exaggerated treads. Ooh. 
Ooh, on yeah. those and you'll see those you know i mean they increase functionality but you'll see them on brands like new balance um you know they're, and they're they're overexposed and they're jagged and then you're probably going to see them as well on some more uh retro inspired sneakers as well with those you know like um trying to think you know new balance is obviously leading the way with it but anything that has a little bit more of a retro feel you're going to see some of that tread on there um Another trend that's kind of big as well is what I'm going to call soccer stars. So things like Adidas Sambas. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys pronounce Adidas differently from me, but Adidas. I think we need to bring back the gazelle. You can't find a gazelle sneaker, but I would love to get a gazelle. So I actually saw the gazelle at Nordstrom this weekend. So the Adidas Samba um, is a little bit harder to get right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Affordability wise, it's, you know, it's, it's around $80, so it feels a little bit more affordable. But the Gazelle is also, you know, one that's gaining popularity again because it's, you know, it's a retro sneaker. It's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are all low-profile shoes. You know, the Gazelle was more of a skateboarding shoe. The Samba was more of a soccer shoe. So we so look to see more of those coming back, you know, with the wide-leg pants as well. Okay. Believe it or not hiking style shoes and really comfortable thick soled running shoes so you're going to see um solomon sneakers and hokas now mm-hmm. hokas there was a massive display of those in nordstrom what's a this... hoker a so hoka, hoka is, is a it's running every, brand it's shoe. a it's a running shoe but it is absolutely everywhere worn with everything on everybody yeah really thick shoe yeah. they're like clouds yeah but um we're going to come back to kind of the pros and cons of those when mm-hmm. it comes to style in a little bit but those are really gaining popularity you would not believe the amount of people i've seen with those shoes on lately okay. um so i have a question yeah does this mean that i have to be athletic no or does this just so these are like these are becoming more mainstream right. and people okay. are wearing them right. with their everyday styles. But there's some caveats that go along to there that. Is. If you want to look at, you know, they're we'll big and chunky. Yeah, they're big and chunky. Um, so the the next one is run retro, right? So high top converse. And Bruce, I know you're not a massive fan of them, but well, I have flat feet and it makes my foot look longer right, and flatter. Not, so okay, but you don't have to wear them, right? <laughs> Eric's they, laughing I mean, at me. See, Eric, you can wear those converse <laughs> sneakers. You don't have to worry about it. Right, so the high top. I got the, the duck bill platypus size oh, thirteen platypus. It's all about I mean, you. need some support. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any support. Yeah, here. you need the support. Then pick a different shoe. But so they're the like high top converse have really never gone away. But you know, they're. I, I know the last couple of years, certain colors have been really hard to find. I know trying to get some for my daughter, she wanted a green pair, couldn't find oh, them yeah. anywhere for love yeah. nor money. Um, so those are, you know, they're a classic American look, but they're definitely kind of filtering into the rest of the the style world if you like um reebok vintage sneakers are another one that we're gonna see may see a little bit of a comeback which i'm okay with that i love a good old-fashioned sneaker you know reebok sneaker from the 80s give it this like the whole like dad sneaker thing well no so that's the next one right so that's the you know the 
the sporty running shoe. So think the dad sneaker, just not quite as chunky. You know, the dad sneaker, you're thinking Balenciaga, et cetera, those high-end brands that are really just crazy prices. No, but if I'm you thinking think of, Skechers. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. We're talking no, no, more no. like Asics, right? So yeah. real uh, yeah. running right. shoes. Right, right. But you're going to see more of those filtering into a style point. Um, yeah. In fact, if you if you look on TikTok, the, you know, they're kind of all over the place with those with like the wide trousers and oversized blazers. So we're thinking, you know, the ASIC running style is taking over from the big, thick dad shoes, you know, that right. like beetle crusher type ones, but they okay. have a more realistic price tag on them. So those are the potential trends for 2023 when it comes to sneakers. And, you know, we all love a good sneaker, so there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's just some some points to note when you're thinking about what style of sneaker goes with your body frame and what clothing you're going to wear. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, someone said to me today when I was telling them what we were going to talk about, I said, do you wear sneakers to work? And that person said to me, no, I don't wear sneakers to work. I want to work wear a, a shoe that makes me more elevated, more in line to like the, a business look and environment. And I looked at that person. I said, I wear sneakers every day. <laughs> I wear suits like almost every day. <laughs> So well, I mean, it it depends on your style, aesthetic, what what's authentic to you, and also, you know, you can't discount a workplace culture, right? Right? If you were somewhere, yeah, I've been where... to that workplace. I don't know about the culture there. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> but for everybody else listening, um, you know, um, you know, if you work somewhere where sneakers are acceptable, but you have your client facing, you might want to think about, okay, what does that sneaker look like? You're probably not going to go with the ASIC, right? right. Because no, definitely more kind of leisure athletic but you could do you know there's some great brands out there like um cole Mm -hmm. does a shoe that has a sneaker feel with the the you know the white sole on them Um, zero gravity remember the wolf and and shepherd actually has a really nice one those are those are not true sneakers but they mm-hmm. have the feel of a sneaker right um but there are so many options for people to consider these days on sneakers and and um i i think we'd be remiss to to you know discount any of them you know if you're somebody who is you know definitely into the more athleisure vibe you the world's your oyster with respect to um you know the types that are out there you've got slip-on sneakers from brands like echo and gosh i can't think off the top of my head but there are loads um Xenia makes well, a wonderful one. It's about 900 bucks, but it's beautiful. Who well, does? I missed that. Xenia. Oh, like for men, okay. um, mm-hmm. Laura Piana. The new, slip, the new sneaker for men's right now is definitely the slip-on, like, which I'm like, uh, like a slip-on sneaker. Give me some time. Interesting. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, that maybe I missed, but like the whole sneaker thing, um, you know, you go shopping anymore and there's the sneakers that are like truly to work out or run or play tennis or do whatever. And then there's the athleisure, like what you brought up, Pamela. And then there's a whole street style vibe. And, you know, and then there's the ones that are absolutely appropriate for, yep, I said the word appropriate for (laughs) uh, workplace culture. And, you know, and more and more people are embracing it. I mean, you know, sneakers are now mainstream and by the way are sneakers called sneakers throughout the entire world is that they the are word? not Mm-mm, no okay they are not so where i'm from we always called them trainers hmm. okay 
So when I was at school back in the, mm -mm, <laughs> not saying when, <laughs> we, we may or may not have called them plimsolls. But then I'm, from, but that's that's a different subject to kind of where, what my dad did for a living would right. denote that they were called plimsolls. But no, we call them trainers. We don't call them sneakers. Sneakers is an American word for them. And the reason they're called sneakers is because they're so quiet, you could sneak up on people. That's where go. the name came from. Right. So, um, but no, they're not called sneakers everywhere in the world. Great question, Stacey. So <laughs> Eric, you. so you can wear sneakers to work, Eric. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you out with him. <laughs> I did. So well, I it's just I thought it was interesting because it was his mindset, like, oh no, like a sneaker is casual. Do you know what I mean? But there's a whole there's a whole new mindset with sneakers, I think, that's kind of going on. And you see it in stores, you see the trends. It's like, and I don't know if it's just because we're all getting we're walking more, which, which is mm -hmm. great, or they're just more comfortable. And I mean how many times have I, I watched ESPN? But I don't personally like to see these guys wearing all their Jordans with their suits. I think <clears throat> that's just, to me, a little bit too far in the effort. Well, there the could also world. be some sponsorship stuff going on there. So we, we're going to just Sponsor me. kind of, <laughs> you know, ignore the ESPN guys. Right, but, right, right. You know, um, I think there is there is a style of sneaker for every person's style if you like so eric wants to be more elevated mm -hmm. he would choose he wouldn't choose an athletic sneaker no. he's going to choose choose what we would call a dressy sneaker that probably has a leather upper mm -hmm. maybe doesn't you know maybe has a tone on tone sole yeah. it could have a different color sole um but what i think is interesting is you know you really think about the style of shoe and how it how it works with your particular style aesthetic and right. i'm going to give an example here and um you know if you are somebody that likes to wear feminine clothing like feminine blouses and you're going to put it on with a pair of shoes i would say don't put a hoker on with that yeah. right because there's a complete style disconnect yeah i agree it's you know you've got this really heavy rubber sold shoe with whether it's a boot cut or it doesn't matter the style of jean but then you've got on a very feminine blouse the two don't go together yeah. so what is your style is it that athletic or is it the feminine so mm -hmm. if it's the feminine you want to find a shoe that is a, you know a sneaker that's maybe a slightly lower profile that right. has maybe in a fun color as opposed to something that looks like you're literally going to go out for a run right and i'm not saying don't there aren't people that can wear the hoker and pull it off within their style you just have to remember the elements of everything else that you're putting together right and totally there, makes sense yeah and yeah. there are some great and i'm going to tease this one because we're going to talk about it on another show mm -hmm. there are some really great brands coming out that are more um I don't want to say fashion shoes, but kind of that are bringing in that comfort element that have dressier sneakers, right? And so I actually took a pair of shoes for a test run this weekend. Actually, it was a test walk. I was <laughs> styling a client and I wore this new brand of shoe for the mall for mm -hmm. the, you know, 15,000 steps that I took around the mall. That's a lot of work on your feet. So, um, you know, if athletic shoes aren't your go-to, you want something more, I don't want to say stylish because that's the wrong word, but a little more elevated. Right. That don't scream, I'm going for a run. There are definitely options out there for you. And we're going to talk about what that brand was 
at a later show and I'll, you know, it may be teased on Instagram later this week. There you go. Wow. What a cliffhanger. In uh-huh. the meantime, <laughs> uh, if you need some help figuring out how to sneak around and what can and can't work <laughs> for you, then remember you can connect with us at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com and follow us on social media. Have a great week, everybody. All right, bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. See everybody. If you like what you're listening to and want to learn more about the team, get some great style inspiration and useful style tips on how to elevate your personal style, you can follow them on Instagram at Michael Bruce IC. That's Instagram at Michael Bruce IC. Thanks for listening.